Michael Vick, described as one of the most electrifying players in NFL history, the first time ever that an African-American quarterback was selected as the first pick in the draft. Funny enough, it was 19 years ago this week, April 2001. Once the highest paid NFL player with a 10-year, $130 million contract. In 2004, Vic set a new NFL record in a week eight game against the Denver Broncos by becoming the first quarterback in the league to pass for more than 250 yards and rush for more than 100 yards in a single game. Let me just say that I am hella impressed with myself because I know nothing about football or any other professional sport to begin with. In 2006, he finished the year with 1,039 rushing yards, becoming the first NFL quarterback to rush for more than 1,000 yards in a single season. Then, in 2007, Vic pleaded guilty to charges of running an illegal dogfighting ring and was sentenced to 23 months in federal prison. And I bring this up because it's, it's really important to note that he pleaded guilty before he was even convicted of the crime. And a lot of people around him told him that he should wait, go to trial, and see what would happen. But he knew that he had done wrong and thought, you know what, I have to make amends for, for the mistakes I made. Then we have the Tiger King, the Joe King, I mean, Joe Exotic. At the age of 19, Joe served as the chief of police of an Eastville, Texas. Such an important little detail because he started out as a police officer, not just a police officer, but the chief of police of a small town in Texas. In 2000, Joe acquired his first two tigers and opened his exotic animal memorial park in honor of his brother who was killed in a car accident. To feed his growing zoo of big cats, he took in donated horses that he would later shoot and kill to provide feed for his precious large cats. Between 2000 and 2017, Joe continued to grow his zoo and had over 700 animals with 50 different species. Then 2018, he was charged with murder for hire and animal abuse. So we're gonna talk a little bit today about these two characters. And by characters, I mean individuals. And so begins the story of Mike Vick versus the Tiger King. One man starting out as a hero and role model while subsequently becoming the American pariah, and the other a self-described exotic man who became a TV sensation even while two years into a 22-year federal prison sentence. It's my pleasure to welcome my next guest to the podcast system. Originally from Dorchester, Mass., he's a graduate of Colby College, a former collegiate football player, has a Master of Science in Education from University of Pennsylvania, GSC, works diligently on creating inclusive and empowering spaces for middle and high school students, and is skilled in conversing on cultural and racial topics in the media. I'm really excited to welcome Kyle Lane Allen to the program today. But let me also say that we were supposed to have a third guest on the podcast. Many of you know him as Brother Jake, the tuna striker. Oh, but unfortunately, Brother Jake had an early cocktail hour during the COVID-19 catastrophe and is now passed out. <laughs> he is asleep. And I'm not one to throw shade at my own lovely brother, but I shall because he was supposed to be on my call with us today. 
So Kyle, it's all good. He's here in spirit. He's, he's here in spirit right now. He's here in spirit, <laughs> and he's here snoring next door. So Kyle, I'm so <laughs> glad you can join us. And I should say that Kyle and my brother know each other from from Colby, which is how I know Kyle. And uh, we've had many a fun conversation, outing. You know, it's it's you know, Kyle. You you know a lot about me. You know a lot about my brother. And so so let's dig in. So you got these two guys, like, am I completely nuts for even attempting to compare the two? Let's say you're completely nuts. Um, everyone's <laughs> a little bit crazy. Uh, I'll start off now. with that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but when, when I look at the comparison that you're trying to make, uh, I immediately, you know, jumped at the opportunity to be on this show because I think it is a interesting comparison when we look at uh, the role of Mike Vick and his cultural impact um, when he was quarterback and uh, Joe Exotic and what he's been to the pandemic, um, <laughs> arguably more popular than the pandemic uh, in some ways. So I, I think the comparison that I'm seeing is two people who are dominating uh, the media's attention at different times, one in 07 and one obviously right now, and both dealing with animals and abuse of animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how I guess we react to them uh, as a society or maybe as um, white America is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about, because I know that you were playing football in high school right around the time Mm. that Michael Vick was at his peak. So right before he went off and was sentenced to his 22 year sentence. So I mean, like, what do you remember during that time about Michael Vick and, and what he represented? So first off, I'm not I'm not that old because uh, I was actually <laughs> when when he first started I was so you said oh one I was right. actually uh, what fifth grade maybe so okay thanks um, a lot you, you thanks know. a lot <laughs> thanks it's okay some I'm of us were like graduating from college but it's cool <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know when Mike Vick really got on the scene for me you know, I think I first saw him in a commercial, a Powerade commercial. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who is this guy that's throwing balls at these receivers? And, you know, obviously it was exaggerated, but the receivers were literally flying backwards as if he had so much impact and power and velocity on the ball that it thrusted them backwards. Mm-hmm. And I, I always found that so appealing because instantly I knew that this guy was going to be something special or at least different. And as the years evolved, you started really to see it. And, and me as a student of the game in some ways, really started to see uh, the impact that he had on the field and somewhat off the field. When I say somewhat off the field, I feel like when I look at Michael Vick, he didn't conform to maybe what standards um, for the quarterback mm-hmm. position are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that would show up to, you know, interviews with like um, studs in his ear. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone had seen anything like that before. Uh, so, so yeah. basically, he's he he was no Tom Brady, and uh, no. Bill Belichick would have not uh, necessarily wanted his style <laughs> on yeah. the team. Yeah, this is well, now yeah, week I... two, by the way. This is now the second damn week that freaking Brady has made it into this podcast. I think from here on out, we're gonna have to banish. <laughs> 
his name. I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah, good. but yeah, I, I agree with your sentiment. Like, if you look at uh, Bill Belichick and, and what he was running in um, the Patriots system, it's very um, a standardized approach to a system that didn't allow for scrambling um, quarterbacks. And by scrambling, I mean quarterbacks that don't conventionally stay in the pocket. Mm -hmm. And Michael Vick was a person that always got out of that pocket and was able to make plays with his feet. So what do I we mean, call was the first was quarterback? It, was it like the running back yeah. position? Was that? Mm. I'm really showing. No. I'm showing all sorts of <laughs> my cluelessness about football. I just know that yeah. there are some guys who take the ball and run it because I played rugby. Yep. Okay, so yep. for me, I was a I was a forward, and so mm -hmm. in my position, my job was you just tackle. You take people out mm -hmm. and you get them out of the way and then you let the fast little ones in the back. Yeah. They run forward and they score. I was yeah. not that person. I was the person who I tackled you and I took the ball and then I ran it and I did it. You know, I made a try. So I felt right. like I connected with him in some ways when I saw highlights of him on the field. I was like, of course, why wouldn't he just run it if he had the opportunity to do so? Mm -hmm. So he was mm -hmm. that guy. But do you think his teammates and other players and other quarterbacks appreciated what he could do as a quarterback in addition to just throwing the ball? I mean, he was dangerous. Um, and, you know, there was one season where he was setting records and also beating teams in, in highly contentious games. So... Um, this guy was actually someone that I think you could trust to lead your team to winning games. He beat the Green Bay Packers at home when they were at Lambeau Field um, and sent them home. Uh, and they don't normally lose at Lambeau Field. That's a tough place to play in the playoffs. And, and he did it and showed the world that he can actually win on the bigger stage. So I think actually uh, some of his teammates did trust him. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe he wasn't conventional in the sense that he didn't stay in the pocket and throw the ball traditionally as well as some others. Right. Um, but he was also young. He was also young at that time. And you he see really that was. after he had, when he entered the league again after his suspension, he was actually throwing extremely well because arguably he was more focused and, you know, he was a veteran at that time, maybe in his prime. Right. He lost two years. Which is, which is in, in the world of, professional sports a lot of time so okay so you have this individual you have michael vick who young you know he's from mm -hmm. a poor family but he's mm -hmm. you know he's got good morals so to speak like you you, you see him and he's like a good-natured person you know and then mm -hmm. we get to sort of what he did in a little bit but then in comparison you have the tiger king you've got joe joe mm -hmm. exotic and at 19 he becomes the chief of police in this small town in Texas, but he also at the same time comes out as gay and is sort of harassed by the locals. You know, one thing leads yeah. to another and he, he leaves the force. Fast forward a few years and he's purchasing exotic tigers to kind of make a name for himself, build a zoo, mm -hmm. you know, and then here we are today in the middle of like this man. And here's the thing that I guess gets me, right? He's in jail. You know, like, he's already in jail. This isn't like, oh, he, you know, we, we've known this man for years, and right. we have a connection to him, and we feel for him, and we just can't understand how this could happen to him. No one really knows right. him beforehand. He's actually right. in jail. This series comes out, and in a blink of an eye, there are T-shirts. Mm -hmm. there, there, there are stories. He's getting interviewed. He's got fan mail. He's got fans. The ladies love him. I don't 
know why anybody loves him, but that's a, different, yeah. that's a whole different story. How do we, right. how are these two who both under the law have committed crimes treated so differently? Well, I think you got to look at the positions of the people, right? And you bring this up a little bit with what you're saying. Um, Mike Vick, uh, when it comes to his position, he was playing football at a really high level. At one point, the highest paid athlete, I think, yeah. uh, in the NFL. Probably. Yeah, at the, at the time, uh, he was the highest paid athlete in the NFL. And then, essentially, when it comes to his position, he was in the national spotlight, right? And Joe Exotic, again, locally was famous, I think, at that time. Um, but, you know, Netflix kind of catapulted him uh, to a new stratosphere. Uh, but he was a locally famous dude. Um, I think when I look at the fall of Mike Vick, I see, and I want to quote Rush Limbaugh here a little bit. <laughs> he said that. I'll yeah, forgive so, you. I forgive you. Let me give you some context, <laughs> Let me give you some context. At some point, ESPN or one of the NFL stations thought it would be a great idea to have Rush Limbaugh as mm-hmm. a commentator. And Rush Limbaugh made this statement about Donovan McNabb, another black quarterback that was popular in the 2000s, early 2000s. I actually know who he is. Yes. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, But he said that the media is desirous for a black quarterback to do well um, in the league. And what I also want to take that statement as is I want to flip it and say it's the opposite. Um, I want to say that the media is actually desirous also for a black quarterback to do poorly. And as soon as Mike Vick slipped up, to me, it seemed like a perfect opportunity to open the floodgates and um, those animal organizations seized on him and and haven't really stopped. No, they Um, haven't. They haven't even. I imagine. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm saying all these years. I mean, and granted, I'm not in his circle. I'm not with him on a daily basis. But if you look at Mm. the articles, the stories, the testimony from those who know him, those who are around him, even some active members of PETA, they've all said from the minute that he was accused of this crime and became sort of self-aware of how horrible this was, he's done everything in his power to make amends and to make it right. You know, from the minute that he went to jail until today, you know, he's still active, but people don't want to forget and they don't want to forgive. Right. And they don't at, at want least in, him. In, in the case of him, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it seems like people want to forgive Joe Exotic, though, to a certain extent. But it's it's not even, you know what, the, here's the crazy thing. It's not even that they want to forgive hmm. Joe Exotic. They're completely ignoring the fact that Joe Exotic did anything wrong. Right. Like, right. forgiving would mean that you acknowledge that he's done wrong. They're just like, no, 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 Carol Baskin killed her husband. And you're like, yeah, she probably did. But what does that have to do with right. all the error in his ways? You know, it's it's like right. the two are not, the two are separate issues. She probably mm-hmm. killed her husband. Yes. Yeah, like we all know it. She's talking about sardine oil. And, <laughs> right, like, you know, you see that smile on her face and you're kind of like, eh, <laughs> something's yeah. amiss. But that really doesn't have anything to do with the fact that this man clearly had some issues, clearly is not the kind of person that you entrust your animals to, your friends to, your sisters, your brothers, you know, your pinto. Like, you just don't trust this guy with anything that actually matters to you. And you can see that in the husband's S that he had, who those who are still alive can can, uh, testify to. But 
anyway, so yes, we have these two different individuals. You know, like you said, Joe Exotic is easily forgiven. He's he's put on a pedestal, actually. You know, mm. it's almost like people are like, oh, he's, you know, he's not a bad guy. He loves the Tigers. Please ignore the fact that one of the people who worked at his facility has lost an arm. Yeah. Small, minor detail. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or ignore the fact that he literally had videos posted of him saying and pointing a gun at Carol Baskin. I w- could you imagine? Yeah. I mean, literally, could yeah. you imagine if Michael Vick had a video that he produced, that he sang along to, that aired where he openly said, I want to kill this white woman because she upsets me. Right. I got to think that there would be more uproar. Obviously, this is a black man pointing a gun at a white woman. So that has some layers of racial tension just packed on there. Um, but it shows Joe Exotic's privilege in all this. For him to get away with that and constantly be posting about it like he was, to me, also while killing tigers or breeding tigers, which Both. is yeah. supposedly equal, equally pretty bad, that screams of uh, and reeks of a uh, privilege that I don't think Michael Vick was entitled to. Um, no, not at all. Not at all. It's, you know, you don't want to compare it to a Black Lives Matter kind of visual like if you were creating a charter but there's something to be said that and i'll also let everyone know that we attempted to record yesterday and had what i like mm. to call the baby face teddy riley effect right. <laughs> i am gonna say that you know as your elder i was mm. the baby face in- <laughs> oh, well, my bad it was, it was not my side of technology <laughs> that was a mis- the wi-fi was acting up <laughs> Right. I, I was but, sitting looking back at my router with my hands on my hips, just like Teddy. You know? Right. You're like, what's happening? What's that? Is that on your end? Is that on your end? <laughs> okay. uh, but, but not to distract, you know, but mm-hmm. if you if you look at sort of how we're comparing these two, mm-hmm. it's 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 just mind boggling that this guy, it's it well, in in this sense that people would consider the death of a dog, right? you know, more important than the life of a black man. Right. And literally, you know, the, the lead singer, what's his name? Rob Thomas of- Rob Matt, Thomas from, from Matchbox Matt, 20, right? Matchbox nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> Matchbox, when was the last time you had a hit? But yeah, anyway, so they had on the 30 for 30 special and he was mm-hmm. quoted as basically saying, you know, the only way to make it fair was if he was if he was hung, you know, like he said something along the lines of hanging Michael Vick, you know, until he was right. hanged, then no, he hasn't served or he hasn't given back, you know, right. amends haven't been made. And I'm like, how in the hell? Well, he's equating his life to a dog's life, right? Um, and Lovey, I know this is going to probably cause a lot of hands being raised at the screen or people <laughs> patting their heads and being like, what's going on here? But at the end of the day, when it comes to down to it, are we going to value humans' lives more than animals? Um, dogs are very popular creatures, I guess, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, listen, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm not necessarily like the biggest animal lover. I am growing right. into this role as a as a new owner of a pet, and I have a bearded dragon now, Paleo. Give a little shout out. Right. Um, <laughs> so, so I get it. You know, like you love your pet. Like you, 
you don't want to see harm to your pet. You don't right. ever want anything bad to happen to your pet. But I tell you this, like I would never say that man, that woman should be killed because right. they did something to a pet. Right. You right. know, a common dog, a common dog. That right. Is, right. If you contrast it to, you know, the extent of what Joe Exotic and all the other people on that show are doing with regards to tigers. <laughs> to me, that that is the irony of it all. Because when you look at the the big deal with uh, the abuse of those tigers, is that they're endangered, right? Those are endangered creatures that are not being treated fairly at all. Yet we're making a spectacle out of this. And to me, it just seems like that's much more of an egregious crime than anything that Mike Vick was doing. But people would disagree with me and say that all animals' lives matter. I guess. I guess so. Maybe. <laughs> But we, listen, no, no. I don't know, Lovey, that's what people would say. I mean. Yeah, people say, listen, people say it until all of a sudden they're like, shit, we probably should have, you know, stopped that stuff and then we lost the dodo bird. You know, it's like. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. It's, you know, everything seems fair and equal until you're like, man, we kind of missed the ball on that and we, we ruined right. that. And so, yeah, the fact that we still to this day, like I looked it up before we got on the call and it wasn't until the the pandemic you know took over the planet that tiger king's former uh, zoo was still open <laughs> this is like Unreal. legitimately some backyard operation zoo mm -hmm. you know and when you compare it to things like sea world where they already mm -hmm. had huge issues with animals entrapment and you know and mm -hmm. killer whales and you can literally look at their bodies and you're like they look miserable how right. are you still? Yeah, the dorsal things. Right. The dorsal things all curved. And they're like, no, yeah, no, 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 right. that's fine. They're just, you know, that's how they are in captivity. And it's like, no, right. that's just not right. Nope. <laughs> that's not right. That's not, no, that's called a frown because they are right. depressed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Free them. So if, if we're coming after places like SeaWorld and places like the zoos that Tiger King and that right. other guy who was in the show. Which uh, one? Which the, one? I don't right. even know. There's the, two the or big, three, right? There were. Like the big dude riding on the elephant. He was literally sitting back, <laughs> sucking on a lollipop, you know, talking about, well, you know, Joe, he's just a little exotic. Mm. And I'm like, y'all are all messy and you should all, right. as Jacob says, go on trial. Like <laughs> a whole yeah. lot of them. But they're just messy as people, not even as criminals, right? We, we got did. people that are totally abusing their power. You know, Doc Antle has about, what was it, seven wives or something like that? <laughs> and not only are they his wives, but they, he gets them when they're young and, like, trying to make a living. And to me, it's very, it's like a pimp-like type of maneuver by him, having those women as his wives and, you know, coming into young age and them just doing his bidding. He exploits them. I mean, and um, there must be, there, there has to be, and I don't know enough about, you know, mm -hmm. football players individually, but there have to be other football players who've done worse to humans who are well, in the league. Yeah, absolutely. The, the the most apt comparison I have is uh, Ben Roethlisberger. So when we look at Ben Roethlisberger, he is the, I believe he's the current quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, he still plays. I think he still plays. He hasn't wow. retired yet. I, I know that. And he's got some records. He was, and it still is somewhat of a great traditional quarterback, one that can throw the ball and make some plays happen with his leg. But when you look at his <laughs> off the field antics and how and how he's essentially sexually assaulted two women in two different states. And the fact that the states have covered them up oh, really? to me is 
egregious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They have not pushed forward with charges enough to get this man suspended with the federal government. Wait, wait, wait. It's so mostly, he go ahead. has never been charged, but he has multiple he has, accusations of sexual he has accusations. assault. He has two accusations, one from, um, I believe, bartender and another from a college co-ed. Wow, um, so he's got like the Harvey Weinstein, let's wait it out team of lawyers yeah. helping him. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And I don't I don't know what's going on, but I know that he served maybe uh four or two game suspension in the league. And even after the accusations came up, he was still signing deals with Nike and a long-term extension with this franchise. Wait, so, don't don't guys who get caught smoking pot get longer suspensions? I believe I believe you, so. You know, but you have to understand that all of my research is based off of what I watch on 30 for 30 because that's <laughs> Right. The only way that I yeah. learn anything about sports, and I'm like, ooh, that looks intriguing. Let's yeah. watch that one. But <laughs> but that's insane. And I, I, you know what? I want to retract the statement. It wasn't a bartender. It was actually a hotel um, uh, maid or a hotel assistant um, that wow. uh, Ben Roethlisberger uh, assaulted. So I, I want to be accurate on that one. So, uh, but still, regardless, it's an abuse of power um, on his end that he's gotten away with and is making millions of dollars still because of of his playing actions as opposed to his off-the-field action. And chances are, if he's gotten away with those two, that means that he's most undoubtedly continuing with. Right. So I'm just going to put it out there. If he's somebody that you've uh, encountered and he's not been inappropriate, hmm. get on that. Listen, when this blows up, when this blows up, I hope that maybe people will come forward. <laughs> and I'll be like, Kyle told y'all. Kyle said it. Kyle was here <laughs> to announce it. Um, so, okay. So as people who are seeing these stories and I, and there's a part of me that after I indulged on however many, you know, episodes of Tiger King, I could squeeze into one lazy Sunday. I did walk away feeling sort of dirty you know, like you, f you feel like, wow, I just gave all of my mental time, my physical time to this trash, like this individual. And as funny as the memes are and all of that stuff, I just can't get past like, what is it that, what's wrong with us? You know, like, yeah. is it a cultural thing? Like, is it a, is, is it an American cultural thing? Because it's like, well, that's not me. So I can enjoy that from afar. Why? I do think that we like to see. Maybe this is why Trump was elected too. Uh, I do think that. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have dropped the T word, but that's another name that we need to banish. We're gonna call him Trump. Yeah. Like put no, him in the Trump. Fault, fault. It's okay. I forgive you. I forgive you. But I guess. I guess when I look at Joe and and um, number forty five, like I see. Thank you. Caricature of American privilege or freedom, maybe. Yeah. To just do whatever you want to whomever you want and exploit whoever you want and say whatever you want with repercussions coming way, way later, way, way later. So I think Donald Trump's time is coming, but I think it's coming way, way later down the line. Yeah, but um, see, I'm impatient. I'm going to be yeah, honest with you. Like, I'm hella impatient. And the fact that on a daily basis, and I'm sorry to change gears, that That's everyone right. is sort of making excuses for Trump, Trump. Mm -hmm. You're 45. right. 45. I mean, but you're right. It's literally the same thing as, as Joe Exotic, right? Everyone's like, oh, well, you know, he had a really rough upbringing. It's like, shit, so did we all, okay? Yeah. Things weren't that yeah. perfect in, in Brooklyn and Queens growing up, but yeah. I'm not and out so here. did Mike Vick, and he apologized. Right. 
so what is it? I mean, is there just an expectation that because you are who you are, you get to get away with certain things? I guess so. It could be. I, I guess I can't so. analyze it. That might be a whole different episode, Lovey. But that that is part du, as they say in French. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Kyle, oui, oui. this has been this has been enlightening, and like in I think every episode that we're gonna have, there'll always be questions mm-hmm. unanswered. There'll always be things left to think about, and I think one of the big right. things for me is um, which I'll share with everyone else out there because hopefully you're still listening is you know i'm going to focus on michael vick right now and it's figuring Mm -hmm. out for those of you who have yet to forgive ask yourself why like Mm -hmm. really think about why is it that you can't forgive this man for something that he's blatantly and overtly apologized for and made amends for and felt guilt for Mm -hmm. and paid for you know so it's really something about humanity that i i would love people to sort of inwardly think you know yes we all make mistakes but why is it that you forgive some and not others you know so it's it's something that i would love for people to kind of take a second and and think back on and and this goes across the board it's not just about michael vick but it's about people in your lives you know take a second and think like forgiveness is a beautiful thing you know, I agree. I totally agree. Makes your life a whole lot happier and a lot less stressful. If you're not carrying that unnecessary hate. But anyway, you know how many times I've forgiven Jake? <laughs> Man, <laughs> the fact that he still lives here means that I have all sorts of forgiveness. You know, I walked. It, <laughs> I have to say, when I walked into his room and I saw that he was dead asleep, I'm like, I'm not going to talk to him for a week. And now I'm like, all right, I'll go check on him and see if he wants dessert. So on that note, it is. Don't carry that negativity. Don't carry that hate. Don't carry that weight. Let it go. Forgive. And if you haven't forgiven Michael Vick yet, do it. Do it live. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kyle. Thank you. All right. Thanks take care, everybody. You're welcome.